entirely right. All right, we are now recording. Go ahead. I okay. think I don't know if they picked that up. Go ahead. What you say? Oh, okay. The listeners need to know. I've never seen iCarly, mm. which I was gonna say to make you feel bad about my like sheltered graham crackers and watered down apple juice childhood. But then I realized I have seen like parts of iCarly. I just watched it like as a teenager and not as a child like I was supposed to. It was so. uh, it was fun. I think. I was a Drake and Josher as a child. And that was a fun show. Yeah, I wasn't allowed the Drake and Josh. It was Dora the Explorer or nothing. Okay. I actually did secondhand watch a ton of Dora the Explorer with um, my sister. Yeah, exactly. That's how yeah. it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, except that was like, I have two younger sisters. So it was like, we. it took until I was like was 10 years old for us to graduate past Dora the Explorer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've had this conversation. Right. As uh, the listener knows. Oh, wait. It's uh, Febu- February 12th, 2021. It sure is. I can confirm p. this. Uh, uh, 4.38 p.m. Um, oh, American. Yeah. American? Like, I'm not in America. Atlantic elite time. That's what I meant to say coastal elite time yeah right well there's two i as a midwest salt of the earth true american for me it is 348 right that's for all the that's for all the appalachian kings and queens listening um okay ready for this okay that you San Pellegrino? No, that's not San Pellegrino. I did get some, but that's not it. Guess guess again. You get one more is, guess. Is it um is it orange stuff? Oh, you know what? No, they don't have it anymore. They stopped it. Right, right. I hate them for that. I really do. Um it is uh it's the zero sugar monster because um <laughs> Bing is disgusting, but this isn't really any better. Um, oh. But there's that So joke. you're like... Go ahead. You're like Laura Les. I'm addicted to monster money and weed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's correct. You're like... You're like gecking right now. <laughs> okay. No, I am... Um... You're totally gecking. No, no, no. I brought it to the, uh, I brought it to the cashier and I was like... Um... Do you know why? Do you know why I got this, the the white um the white zero sugar monster, and she was like, oh my god, you come in here every week and you do this, and I said because I'm a white monster. <laughs> I think the cashier really appreciates that. Yeah. I think you you're like making her week. I I go to the grocery store every week on the same day around the same time. And I usually get uh, checked up by the exact same cashier. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to just initiate small talk. I think it's time to... It's, uh, we're basically best friends. Is she cute? Um, I, yeah, I mean, she's... Yeah, she might be uh, older than me. But she's, you know, I could have a conversation with her. And... um. 
Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in on uh, Valentine's Day. I'm going to come in with a big box of chocolates and um, a bouquet of roses and a big giant teddy bear. I think the best way to strike up a, a conversation with cashiers is to like get the most like niche specialty item you can and bring it up, and then they'll be like, "Are those good? I've been meaning to try those, but I don't. I haven't tried them because they're so like." stupidly um obscure and then you're like i don't know either i'm trying them too i'll let you know every time that's happened i've just been like um yeah (laughs) uh yeah or like it happens to me a lot because i like buying the most obscure things i can find in grocery stores Hmm. sometimes they'll be like oh i love these or whatever and i'm like oh cool Mm -hmm. good that's why i got yeah they're like required to say that at trader joe's though which kind of ruins it yeah. Because Trader Joe's is like where you go if you like weird specialty items. But it's not even weird specialty items. It's all mainstream stuff like cookie butter. That's. Oh, yeah, yeah. You like cookie butter, I'm sure. <laughs> no that, way. That, Get that out really of town. makes you. That really makes you like a, a. Whatever you call people who have really obscure tastes in food. Esoteric. Well, whatever. It's esoteric. <laughs> yeah, that's so esoteric of you. Tell me all about how you like cookie butter, pizza, and the office. I'm going to, um, no, I think I'm just going to be like, hey, so, like, how has your day been, or whatever. That's it. That's all you have to say. Because, you know, I don't know. It's not yeah, a bothering question. If they want to, yeah. If they just say good, I'll just be like, all right, I'll shut the flip up. I'll never say anything again. Just kidding. Haha. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's valid. I think you should specifically say, oh, all right, I'll shut the flip up. Mm-hmm. No. We definitely need to uh, get our, our legions of listeners to petition our <laughs> our, our um, state liberal arts college's um, small grocery mart to um, bring back Orangina. I think that our thousands mm. of listeners could get on that, make a petition. It's Orangina. Okay. You always pronounced it like vagina, so... Did I? Yeah, you did. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh my god, I'm getting like, um... I'm getting like Nelson Mandela <laughs> on this. I, I, I can't really, remember now. I, I, I've always called it Orangina. Okay, I guess I have to trust your word on this. Sorry. <laughs> um, what was I... Oh, no, if she says, if she, like, blows me off, I'll, like, tilt my head, lean in, and be like, where's your manager? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then you'll be a Karen. Ooh, that's so epic. I just, uh, I shaved this ugly, hideous beard um, that I've had for, like, two and a half weeks. But I kept the giant mustache. Because I'm trying to go, I'm trying to get, um, trying to gall maxing. You're what maxing? G-A-U-L maxing. Oh, right. Like Charles de Gaulle. Isn't that an airport? Yeah, it is an airport. Do you know who he was? Do you think I know who he was? I'm just asking. I do not know who he was. He was the leader of the French Free Forces during World War II. And he was, like, their president for, like, a hundred years A hundred? Not a hundred. I, I don't remember. He served a bunch of terms. That's all I know. 
Oh, okay. They didn't have term limits? Problematic. Yeah. No, well, G, well you, the GAUL people is what I'm talking about. The group. Right. Okay. Charles de Gaulle was of the GAUL people. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. duh means of in um, like French and a bunch of other languages. I know this because I'm a linguist. Yeah. Tolkien. Tolkien over here. Yeah, I'm basically Noam Chomsky. I understand language. I understand psychology. I understand politics and critical theory. You also look like present-day Noam Chomsky. I what? <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> Have you seen those photos of him? And he looks like he looks like an actual like like one of those old when they show trees in movies and they're like sentient and they're like old people. They they're like made of bark but they have like these ugly crooked faces okay i'm about to go and uh look up a picture um to our listeners i'm in real time googling noam chomsky to see what he looks like he just looks like an old dude oh my god uh, I, he just a... looks like an old dude this but... isn't fair to him no hold on let me get... he looks like a nice old dude no hold on uh, you look into his eyes and you can't even tell that he gets bombarded by emails from like extremely online podcasters asking him if he knows what death grips is. You didn't find. He just looks like a kind old grandpa who doesn't know what death grips is. No. No, not happening. This is a really good picture. Hold on, let me find it. This is bad radio. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is. I don't think Noam Chomsky needs to know what Death Grips is. I think we should all leave him alone. Yeah, I mean, that's just stupid. Uh, call. Okay. Um, what else have I done? Mastered bread making, and now I feel like I'm at the top, so I don't want to make any more. Did you see that a, a Tumblr post that was a screenshot of some bread making group where they were like... Check this out, 106% water saturation. And then the crumb was like, there was more air than bread. Holy. That's impressive, but not good bread-wise, I think, is my opinion. Yeah, people were talking about how it was like technically impressive, but then everyone on Tumblr was like, this is stupid. And then people were like, excuse you, that's really impressive. And it was on and on. Yeah. Okay, I see the picture of Gnome that you sent to me, and I still think he just looks like a nice old man. Okay, well, racist. I don't know what to tell you. I don't you. know, anti-Semitic maybe? We don't know. Something bad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're just you're just frantically searching through your, your catalog of isms to see yeah. what you can pin on me for refusing to um, face stereotype. A kind old man. I don't know if I can make that claim. I don't know his life, his personal life. He could be a real bastard. We don't know. Okay, that's true. But when I say someone looks like a kind old man, it's because I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think if you're in the public eye, you're a bad person. That's also, like, the point zero zero one percent chance this becomes... We get thousands of listeners that now I'm now a bad person. Now I'm morally bad. That, so that goes for everybody. If you're yeah. in the public guy, you're a bad guy. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. But that really like doomer black kills me if I think about it too much. Because oh. I was talking with my my like trusted writers group the other day about how like it's pretty much expected if you want to publish a book. Did I talk about this last week? No, it's here. Okay. It's like expected if you want to publish a book that you have some kind of social media platform to promote it on and they will straight up I mean it varies by genre, but a lot of authors who have like really good pitches for books get straight up like ignored or told no because they don't have a platform. That sucks. Yeah. I read that and I was like, I don't care what anyone says. I was born in the wrong era. I just want to live in not 2021. Um, well, you... And I... Go ahead. But... Sorry. No, no, no. After you. After you. I know. That's like a defeatist perspective. And I'm sure I will I will grow out of it. It will be okay. Right. Um... Yeah, I mean, if you could be like J.D. Salinger, that would be amazing. But um, you, I think also in general, you like to be popular and liked. And what's wrong with that? There's I mean, nothing okay, wrong I'll with be, that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, there's a anything. lot wrong with that. No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with that. That's there's a, a human... lot wrong with that. No, no, no. It's a very human thing. I think we all want it a little bit to be you know, popular and stuff, but no, I'm, yeah, no, <laughs> it's fine. It's good. It's actually good. I would like to be popular and liked, but I also don't feel like hashtag growing my brand and hashtag producing content for my hashtag platform. Agreed. That sounds like that's tumor black pill. Oh, I was going to make a joke on my way driving here that, um, when you said that your car was, uh, covered in snow, I was going to say black ice. black ice pilled again. <laughs> yeah, black ice pilled out of uh, going to Kroger, which quite honestly, I could walk to if I really, really, really wanted, but it's so cold out. Mm -hmm. I just, I will sit in my car and let it warm up and let all the ice melt some other time. Okay. That's cool. And in the meantime, I'll suffer without my bougie arugula. You're yep yeah oh um, i was like oh go ahead i was like at a restaurant with a guy one time we were like in a group on the date we, i was at a restaurant and this guy didn't know what arugula was and i suddenly realized how like sheltered and middle class i was i was like i didn't even know there were people who didn't know what arugula was uh interesting yeah and then i said in the uk they call it rocket Nice. Because I'm insufferable. He really appreciated that. He was like, thanks. I needed to know that. <laughs> not only did he not know what arugula was, he also didn't know what it was called in uh, the United Cringedom. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, when I was studying abroad, um, I ate rocket every day. I lived in a flat. <laughs> I saw Benedict... Cumberbatch, and I can't even do this accent anymore. I can't finish this joke. Mm -hmm. You studied abroad. How was she? <laughs> She's great. I've studied dames. <laughs> That's stupid. That's so dumb. Um, I have to be honest. I have been. I have received. I don't really hate the United Kingdom so much anymore. We had this conversation like two podcasts ago. Did we so really? Just in case. Yeah, we did. I was listening and I was like, oh, there's us talking about the UK. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, good. 
settled. They should like, yeah, they should like diversify in their um peas department. There are some oh. peas that could be other things instead, but I'm other not, than that, I'm not even talking about food. I just mean like in general. I think yeah, culturally. yeah. I was just talking about food. Right, right, right. Um. I checked on my SCOBY. It's been like two weeks. Mm-hmm. How is it? Two and a half weeks. I checked on it and I was like, this thing's going to be like rotted to the core and it's it's thriving and fine. Um, and I tasted a little spoonful and I was like, oh yeah. Oh. Well, oh. oh, I didn't the eat the SCOBY. I'm sorry. I didn't eat the SCOBY. I just tasted the uh, the like kombucha slash... Scoby Hotel, it's in. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I was uh, watching Succession, which is like, you know, you know, Succession. No. Okay. Well, Succession is like the uh, the hot HBO show for people on Tumblr to watch. Wait. Um, Let me guess, please. I think I saw my brother watching it. Okay. There's, there's that old Irish guy... And it's all his kids, and they're like bratty, and their dad is dead. Or they're trying to... Yeah, basically. To... Okay, got it, got it. I know the show. Because he has like a media, a media empire. He owns like a media empire. So they're all like, who's going to get his empire? And I remember when it first came out, somebody did a... Uh, um, somebody did a parody where it was like the... Uh, it was the theme song, but it was like he put words to it and the words were who will get the kiss from daddy because that's like the whole plot of the show and then every time i hear the theme song i'm like (laughs) who will get the kiss from daddy (laughs) and anyway in the first episode of succession everyone was going to the old dude's birthday party and he was like i'm old and rich and i don't care about anything and then one of his his kids gave him a sourdough starter and he was like oh thank you for the uh, the goo and they were trying to explain what a sourdough starter is. And I was like, that's so fun. That's such a fun little thing, like, to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a perfect, like, microcosm of the way that, um, you know, uh, traditional ways of cooking have been commodified by the upper class. Mm. Mm. I mean, the guy's super rich. Everyone else gave him, like, $10,000 gifts. He was like, it's my sourdough starter. It's for you, because I thought you might like to bake some bread. Like, it's... Obviously, traditional ways of cooking aren't, like, like owned by the upper class, but they've become, like, a... kind of, like, a luxury thing that you do if you have the luxury of time. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a real thing. Like, people who could afford like thousand dollar cookware if they wanted to getting really precious about their cast iron skillets i couldn't afford nice cookware but i do get precious about my cast iron skillet Mm -hmm. that's cool i think Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make a pulled pork sometime soon i think that's a good investment that does sound like a good investment i got a ham did i tell you about my ham uh no okay well um my grandparents gave my parents a ham for christmas along with other stuff and 
they were like, yeah, we're probably not going to eat this ham because when, when the adult children aren't home, nobody in this house eats meat because the youngest child has strong-armed everyone else into being vegetarian. They're like involuntary vegetarians. They're involved. They're, they're in... In veg. In veg. Yeah, they're in veg. And... So my mom gave the ham to me, and I was like, oh, shit, how do I cook a ham? And then I realized it's pre-cooked. So mm-hmm. I just slice off some bits, and then I put it in my cast iron skillet with some corn and beans. And it's good. Nice. And it's cheap. And I haven't eaten a vegetable in a hot second. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm egged. I'm egg pilled. I'm taking the egg. Um I meant to get a bag of potatoes today, but I forgot. I have a bag of potatoes, but it's like a couple months old at this point and I'm kind of afraid to look in it. Mm, just send it to me. Just send it on down. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'll put those through the mail. I'll send those through with the United Parcel Service. <laughs> I think they'll appreciate it. Uh, um, hmm. Oh, no, you're not interested in that. You are not in the department for getting leather boots, correct? Um... I own a pair of leather boots, but I think the next... Did I tell you about the shoes? Oh, I don't think so. Okay, before you start on your, your leather boots, uh, before you leather boots tell me, let me tell you all about my fun new job. Um, no, wait. Where I am is a, this doxing, though? This is not doxing. Okay. I, I'm doing an outdoor job this summer where I will be a redacted at redacted nature park. So um, what they told me when I signed on is that they were like, oh, we get a discount with a brand of hiking shoes, um, a pro discount, 40%. And I was like, because oh, that's my favorite pair of hiking shoes. That's my favorite brand. The ones I have right now are getting pretty old. So now I get to buy new ones. And as soon as they give me that discount code, I am going to go and buy some new ones. Cool. And I'm super excited about it. That has been like carrying me through the past like three weeks. I am buying new hiking shoes. Cool. See, didn't dox myself. Didn't dox myself. Look at that. Right. The point. The point is that you got your. You can get new boots though. That's it. Yes. For cheap. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I'm sorry. Did I take too long getting to that point? <laughs> no. No. It's good. You're excited. Um. The uh, the boots that I've already talked about the boots that I have. Anyway, sometimes they come, um, they, they get imported sometimes, and if they're in stock, they're like extremely cheap for what they are. They're like um, thirty five bucks. Oh wow! Uh huh. And they're like you know they're leather boots. They're nice. Yeah, so. thirty five is really good for leather boots. Yeah. I have a pair of leather boots that are like. They're not like um, uh, walking around leather boots. They're like fashion leather boots, but those were yeah. like eighty, and that was with a ton of discounts. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Do people still wear um Clarks? Clarks. Yeah, you don't remember those shoes? The like um... brown leather, low top, mixed between like a. I guess they were boots. 
don't know. I had a pair in high school I wore it all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at them, and I'm like, I see the men's shoes, mm. and I see the women's shoes. I think people wear the women's style still. Got it. I, I would, I'd some wear, Some of like... these look like... Go ahead. Some of these look like I would wear them. Yeah. Some of them do not. Yeah, I had, I had a pair, and I really liked them. I would, in high school, I would wear, like, this big pea coat. This, or I guess not a pea coat if it's long. Or I know it is a pea coat. I'd wear this big pea coat sometimes, like, and then those boots. And sometimes when I would come in, um, well, one time I came in and a teacher thought I was like a teacher. And then she was like, oh, wait, sorry. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Get mistaken for the teacher. Yeah. Oh, um,. What is a book that you've read that you would not tell anyone that you have ever read that you would like to forget you read plus you don't want to tell people you read? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't read a lot of like embarrassing books. Okay. If I want like embarrassing content, I'll go to AO3 or something. But like, I don't know. In I've your... read the entire Animorphs series, but I'm not ashamed of that. I know, right, right. I like them. Mm-hmm. I just mean, like, even in, even in the past, like... Okay, um, there were some YA books that were pretty bad that I would like to forget I read. Okay. They're all, like, B-list YA books that didn't do well, so I would feel kind of bad, like, bragging on them. Okay. I was, yeah, that was a, that was to, hmm, okay. What about you? What's your horrible, embarrassing book you wish you hadn't read? Uh, I, now I'm thinking, because I didn't think of it. Um, let's see. Hmm, I, embarrassing that I wouldn't want to tell anyone I read. It, it definitely has to be back in, like, High school, probably. Oh, you know what? That um, Fault in Our Stars. That was a waste oh, of time. That's a good time. answer. Yeah. I, I don't it's even. YA, but you can't even excuse it by saying it's B-list YA. I don't even hate him. Um, I just it, it was like a waste of. Uh, it. I made some friends because they were like, oh, I also read it, but it was like, um, it was not worth it. Yeah. Friendship based on Fault in Our Stars is uh, doomed to fail. I think Pluto, Plato said that. Yeah, you're right. That was definitely Plato who said that. I think um, I read that and I really enjoyed it at the time. And I was like crying. But looking back, I feel like YA authors had a weird fetish for teen cancer. Okay. There were so many teen cancer books. I didn't. I feel like there need to be that many. Do you know if they came out after Fault in Our Stars or they came out before? You know, I definitely read some teen cancer books, and I am including in here not just the books about teens with cancer, but the books about teens whose family members or oh um friends have cancer. 
There, it was a genre before John Green stepped in. All right, I'll take your word for it. Cancer? Did you know Napoleon died of stomach cancer? Bonaparte? Yes, the same, the very same, not dynamite. I did not know that. Yeah, he's like one of the first cases like recorded, one of the big famous guys that died from it. I did not know that. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I think YA based on like teen cancer is always about like forbidden love or like we can't be together because one of us is going to die soon and never about like just like wow, it sucks that your organs are shutting down. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, they they focus too much on the uh, romantic part of it rather than maybe as like a distraction to like not think that think about they're about to die. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not just like your organs are shutting down. It's like it's uncomfortable and painful. Yeah. And I. I, I feel like I told you that I want a moratorium on the word romanticize. No. And I think, okay, maybe I didn't. Well, I think people should stop using the word romanticize because I keep seeing it popping up in places where I do not think it belongs. Mm-hmm. But I do think that is a case of clear-cut romanticiz- you know what I'm saying, romanticizing. Yeah. Right, right, right. And I feel like people say, oh, this romanticizes X, Y, Z. When I'm like, no, it doesn't really. It just writes about it. But there is a reason why the word romanticize is so ubiquitous, and it's because people like to do it. Here's my solution. If you romanticize something, that doesn't always make it bad. That's so true. That's my solution. Yeah, romanticizing is just like a, a, a way of viewing something, and if it's the only way that you're viewing something, then that's not great. But also... Like, we as a species like romanticizing things. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's an example. There's a ton of uh-huh. stories, a ton of movies, a ton of shows about um, romanticizing, like, um, men at, like, you know, in combat or, like, um, their war buddies and stuff and, like, the relationships they form and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously war is not good. So you could be like, oh, this romanticizes war. And it's like, um, no, it romanticizes the good aspects of it or the like coping aspects of it. It doesn't romanticize the actual like murder and killing and like suffering. Yeah. All the all the like original media about war buddies was like written by dudes who had been in war mm-hmm. and missed their war buddies. Yeah. Because well, yeah. Well, yes. You know who? You know who I can say it romanticizes warfare. Actually, who? Ernst Younger. He's that 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 German guy. Story. Yeah, he wrote Storm of Steel. That's a clear cut case where I'm like, I can't even like. Yeah, he literally. Yes, he romanticizes it, but it's because he had a good time. So he's not like lying. He had a good time. He li- he did. He's like, we raided a we raided a French winery. 
um, and we captured a bunch of British artillery. So we fired a bunch of shells off, um, and then the British came at us, and we murdered them, and one of them died screaming, and he's like, and that's like, <laughs> it's his diary entry. Your diary. I yeah. had such a great day today. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so romanticize, I guess, sort of implies, like, you are cutting out the bad bits. Mm-hmm. And maybe the story is just not about the bad bits. You yeah. I, mean? I feel like where the word romanticize gets, like, or where the, the technique of romanticization gets, um, gets criticized is when somebody who doesn't know what they're writing about romanticizes something. But even mm-hmm. then, it's not the romanticization that's the problem. It's the fact that you don't understand what you're writing about. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, you know what? Also, glorify. Those are interchangeable, I see. Yeah. Glorify is a good word. Right. I'm really fond of mythologize. Ooh. What does that mean? Which I learned from an Of Montreal song. Yeah, I mean, you know, romance, romanticize, mythology, mythologize. Is that, but that is, is that more like a deification of the thing? Um. I think it can be deification. I think it's also just like any case wherein um, somebody is, wherein you take somebody's story and you're like, this is the story. This is an important story. This is a story that I tell to people that I pass down. That's like mythologizing. A good example of mythology, mythology, mythologizing is, um, the uh, way that Car Seat Headrest fans talk about Will Toledo's rise to fame. Because yeah. you can go on, there's like TikToks of like, where on the right, there's like a girl sitting in the meadow, like listening to you intently. And then on the left, it's this dude who's like, okay. And then after he released Twin Fantasy, um, he started working on Monomania. And whereas Twin Fantasy is about like the most intense parts of the relationship, Monomania is about the fallout. And everyone like, talks nonstop about uh, the way that Will, Will Toledo's personal life played into his uh, albums and to the point where it's, it's myth- they're mythologizing him. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I understand now. Well, if it is implying a bad thing, um, let's try to decolonize your mind, guys, because there's a ton of cultures with oral traditions and uh, you saying mythologize sort of invalidates their experience and their culture. So now I've just put it to rest. Oh. Oh, you're allowed <laughs> to use the word decolonize now? Oh my god, I'm freaking, I'm a freaking, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I'm not saying mythologize is inherently bad. I think myth is part of, like, being alive. I'm joking. Being part of a culture. No, I'm joking. I know you're joking. <laughs> I'm playing off of your joke seriously, as we do every single time that you joke. All right, all right, all right. This game that we play, these these ripostes and and parries and whatnot. These are our intricate rituals. Brain wars. The intricate ritual is that you say, um, you use the word decolonize in a facetious tone, and then I take what you said at face value and start debating you seriously. I use I use gobbledygook terms I don't fully understand to um just make people that know what they mean feel bad. It's like a the opposite of an alt-right dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. You're letting me uh, hone up my rhetoric skills. Oh my god, I had the worst. So, uh, for everyone, anyone listening, I have this, like, brain worm or, like, you know, demon inside of me that, um, in the background, the way computers mine Bitcoin, my brain will think of, like, the worst takes possible using terminology like that. And, and they just, like, they... I'm like, ooh, and then they'll get stored in some file, and I'll remember them. Um, and the one I recently had was, um, like, wow, the <laughs> like, wow, the British Empire was like one of the most diverse empires in the world. I'm pretty sure there's probably some neo-lib out there like arguing that in good faith. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Think of how much less spices British food would have if they hadn't invaded all those places. We brought, you know, medicine to to India and all that. That's so funny. Well, I thought of another just by um, uh, oh, jumbling up words okay. that you that you were saying. Mm-hmm. Here's mine. Yeah. Decolonize Bitcoin. <laughs> I think that's fun. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> what if like what if there was some ancom bitcoin movement that was like re- uh, redistribute the bitcoins I could see it actually, I could see it Actually you know what literally you could see during World War 1 or World War 2 a poster of what um a picture of like you know one of those turn of the century um paintings or drawings or whatever of like Britannia, the like the female embodiment of Britain, like over a globe oh, or her. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Britannia Girl over boss. Yeah, yeah. Britannia over a globe or something. And then like mm-hmm. the diversity is our strength in it. You could probably literally have that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that you could those are these are uh signs, symbols and concepts that you could kind of mash together. Like uh, like when you're a child and you say, I'm going to make soup. And then you like take a little bit of everything from the fridge and mix it up in a bowl. Oh, you know what I did similar to that, but much more dangerous? What? I would mix uh, cleaning chemicals together like, and then say I was making <laughs> potions. And my dad was like, you have to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do the same thing, except I was like, for some reason, as a child, I was hyper aware that some chemicals didn't mix, but I didn't know which one. Oh, so wow. like, I have a very early memory of being like in first grade and this girl was drawing on the floor with marker and I was freaking out. I was like, why would you do that? In case like the marker ink reacted badly with the floor. Oh, wow. I was like, you're going to cause an explosion. <laughs> the teacher was like, literally, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, really I remember good. there was a... Yeah, there was some kind of product my mom wanted to put in my hair one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had, like, kind of, like, a science fiction-looking label. I don't know. The label looked v- vaguely science fiction. And I was like, what if it's unstable and it blows up? What Ooh. if it creates, like, a nuclear blast? These uh, are real concerns that I have. See, cartoons... But, yeah, cartoons that I watched were, like... I was just like, no, 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 I'll be fine. Like... I know the big joke is like, oh, someone puts one drop of something in a thing and it blows up and they have like black soot on their face and their hair is blown backwards. But mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 I know what I'm doing. 
<laughs> yeah, despite all of this, um, mm-hmm. despite my immense fear of being, um, you know, blown to pieces by like Crayola marker juice. Yeah, I did have. Um, I had a little vial. I don't remember where I got it, but I had some kind of small tube and I put like a little bit of everything from my bathroom in it. So just like soap mm. and shampoo and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I mixed it all together and I was like, I wonder what it's gonna make. And I would I hid it in like my dresser drawer or something and I would check on it like once every couple months and it would have just all separated out. And I was like, oh, it didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, that's exactly. I'd stop mixing and be like, what the hell? Like, this isn't doing, it's not making anything. What? <laughs> yeah, TV lied to me. Yeah. All right. I. So, guys, we have a new. Um... We have a. We don't know. I don't know if this will be, if we'll do this every week. We'll see. Um, but we are going to try. Um... We're going to try a segment called Art. Is this fact fun? I um, have a nose for fun facts. Certified I, fun fact expert. Right. I I remember sort of facts, little you know fact uels in my head. Um, I believe the I believe the technical term is factoids. Right. Factoid though. See, here's a little fact. I have is that factoid actually means a fact that isn't true or doesn't have to be true. And you can doesn't go ahead. Really? And, you can go ahead and Google that if you don't believe me. So I'll call them factuals. Um, okay. So you can continue to use that terminology if that's what you believe is important. So I am. Um, I remember, and you know. So I'll remember things that are not um, the theme of them are not necessarily fun, but they are they are suspiciously the length of a fun fact. Um, so they they are actually not fun technically. So I, I've come up with a list of facts, and uh, what's your name? What are we gonna do about your name? I'd like to call you a name so that you're not just like woman. Um. Let's get back on the name thing. You can just call me uh, unnamed girl number one for now. All right. Um, like in a like in a movie script. That's so. I'm played by an extra. I'll just get. How about I just give you a name? Because I also meant to bring this up earlier. Um, I could see a cartoon where there's a girl named Brassica in it because named after the the plant family. That's all those vegetables. Okay, you can call me anything you want. I'm not sure it'll stick. You don't want to be Brassica? I don't know. It seems a little too specific. Wait, okay. Also, um, did you know that rutabagas slash Swedes slash yellow turnips are um, a mix between a turnip and a cabbage? Even the rutabagas are, right. are, are part Brassica? Yes. I'm astounded. It's insane. I'm um, astounded. People are like, you gotta eat the rainbow, you gotta eat all types of vegetables, but they're all the same damn vegetables. I know. It's like those charts that are like all these companies like branching up into like mech, like giant corporations that own all these food companies. Yes, exactly that. Big Brassica. Big Brassica. We are under the thumb of Big Brassica. Yeah. 
It's like Brian Sacassi, but so, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. Anyhow. So you're not sure if these facts are fun. You need me, a certified fun fact sniffer uh -huh. outer, to tell you if they're fun or not. Well, I have an inkling. Some of these are meant to trip you up. Some of these are meant to chaff from the wheat, things like that. So not to, not to freak you out. Um, but are, you know, and these are also, you know, you're allowed to, this is up for debate. We're Aristotle and Plato at the school of Athens. Okay. Are there any false facts in there meant to, you know, no, no, like, uh, uh, -uh. okay. They're all true. They're all literally true. I looked every single one of these up and, uh, triple double check them, double, triple cross check them too. We, Aristotle and Plato, do solemnly hereby swear mm -hmm. that these facts, to our knowledge, are true. Right, exactly. And if you don't believe me, um, um, go eat crow. All right. Was that a thing? That is, that is a thing, actually. I was looking okay, up the history yeah. of pies on Wikipedia. Here's a little fun fact. That's, <laughs> this isn't on the list, but here's a little fun fact. Um, that's where eating crow comes from because early pies had birds in them often and they might have been named after magpies because they would put them in pies. That's so interesting. Right? It would, that so, is a fun fact. There we are. And now we have chicken pot pie. That's true. All right. Oh, okay. You said pot pie. Here's another pie fact. Hit me. Um, uh, originally, pie crusts were just like water and flour, and you mm. weren't really supposed to eat them. They were just supposed to be like vessels, and um, what you would do is bake them uh, for a little while first in the oven, and then put the filling in, and it was just supposed to be like um, a way to have a bowl without having to own ceramics. So that's why it's called a pot pie, because you make the pot out of the pie crust. That's a pretty fun fact. Yeah, thank you. Not yeah. as fun as the crow thing, but mm. I do find it interesting because modern pie crusts are pretty much just flour, water, salt, Butter. baking, maybe baking, no, not baking, Butter. Um, and some kind of fat. Right. Oh, right. Which modern technology won here. The best fat to use in pie crust is Crisco, but butter, lard, yeah. All right. So... Number... I gotta hand it to the. I gotta Go hand it to the agri-industrial complex. All I right, I don't I don't I actually will not. Anyway, <laughs> the okay, the small bumps on raspberries and blackberries are called drooplets. Drooplets. Mm hmm. Hmm. This is not supposed to be a. Okay, so go this ahead. Is a... That is, I wouldn't say that's a fun fact. That's oh. like a semi-fun fact if you're already into, if you're already into berries. Okay, you're off But to... I'm not going to just like, it's not like, uh, you know, uh, that, that one type of ant being called a Gamergate. That's you... a fun fact because Gamergate is something completely different. That's a funny fact. I think you're off to a bad start if this is, if you don't think that's a fun fact. That was supposed to be like a... Like a underhand lob. 
All right. Well, hit me with the next one. All right. South Africa has three capital cities, one for each branch of government. That is interesting. I did not know that. Right. I hereby declare it a fun fact. Yeah. This is, I don't, this is not interesting. All right. No, this is interesting. Grizzly bears can reach a top speed of 35 miles per hour. I'm going to declare that fact not fun. Mm. Numbers don't really do anything for me. Mm, okay. Unless grizzly bears are, like, breaking the sound barrier. Mm. Okay. Numbers are all the same to me. Uh, okay, well, here, let me... Grizzly bears can reach a top speed of 35 miles per hour, which is as fast as horses can run. How's that? That's funner. That's More funner. fun. Okay. Funner. Yeah. I'm an English teacher. I get a funner pass. She is not, guys. She's literally... Uh, this is over um, a prison. This is over a prison line. Anyway... Um, Italian and Latin have more in common with one another than modern English and old English. Um, I feel like that whether or not the fact is fun really depends on how much language you studied because I didn't even blink at that. I was like, yeah, duh. No, I think you're being, I think you're being haughty right now. I think you're being haughty. If you've, if you've literally even cursorily dipped your toes into any of those languages, which I have, I've dipped my toes into all of those languages, you're, it's, you're it's being, very obvious. You're being hot tea right now. I think the fact might be fun to somebody who has never tried to learn Old English. You're, now that's obnoxious. Is it fun Look. or no? Is it fun? It's a fun fact. It's a fun fact. I'll give it to you. These are all supposed to be you don't know them. Don't don't be like, oh, as a genius, as a supervillain genius, Ben Shapirian. Dude, I dropped out of Old English after like two days because it hurt my head. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm only saying I'm, that you're I'm losing. not trying to flex my knowledge. I'm just telling you, I get responses every day. These listeners, they go, what is... What is with what is with her? I can tell that when she drinks out of a water cup, she has her pinky facing outward, and I'm like, guys. <laughs> All right, so that's a fun fact, right? That's a fun fact. Okay, the song most closely associated with circuses was composed by a name or by a man named Julius Fuchik, titled "Entry of the Gladiators." Hmm. See, see, I knew that already. Oh my god. But... What did I say? <laughs> Just is it fun or not? This isn't. I don't think it's fun. It's not like. I don't think that's a fun fact. Because okay. we don't have any, like, interest in circuses or in marches, mm-hmm. which the song is a march then you're just going to be like, oh, it's a song by a guy with the title. Okay, well, okay, you're right. So so what the song sounds like is... Um... It's the <sighs> one that goes... Right? Yes, yes, yes. So it's important for the people to know that. So that is... So now with the context, 
Not a fun fact. This is entirely up to you. I know I've been I've been <laughs> um, I think it could be a fun fact, but if you were like, huh, but the song sounds so goofy and silly. I associate it with clowns, mm-hmm. and yet you're telling me it's about gladiators. Right. But is a clown not just a modern gladiator? As the drag queen replaces the clown, oh, God. so was... did the clown replace the gladiator. I was going to say, I was like, do you want to have that on record? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. They throw pies and stuff. Uh, gladiators were throwing, you know, javelins or nets on each other. Exactly. Okay. Uh... Gladiators were fun children's entertainment. You hired one for your child's birthday party. Exactly. SMH. It's like you weren't even in ancient Rome. (laughs) All right. Next fact. Archaeologists discovered in November of 2020 that to protect loved ones that pass from infant mortality, the Guangala people of the Andes crafted bone helmets from the skulls of older children who had also died. Ooh, <laughs> that is a fun fact. <laughs> what? A fun fact isn't about whether or not the content is fun. Oh my god! It's about that intangible "je sais ne" uh, I can't speak French that you you're like, huh? I'm gonna store that in my brain and repeat it to my friends to impress them at parties. You're an absolute liar. This is such a gaslight because I I have these facts that are not fun. The the contents are not fun, and I've told you them, and you've been that's not a fun fact. I've been yes. completely gaslighted. Okay. That was supposed name to one be... such fun fact. Name one such unfun fact. I don't know anything about like World War Two or uh, like human suffering. Okay, but World War II and human suffering are, like, from a culture that I'm familiar with. So it's, like, none of the rituals that they performed are, like, fun facts to me. Okay. Infant mortality is a part of most cultures that don't have access to modern medicine. All right, guys. Well, remember that Brassica thinks infant mortality is fun. Let's just end up crafting bone helmets from dead children is also fun. Where I guess we're both learning new things today. It's like that one Pokemon. It really isn't because I think it's a human being. (laughs) I think it's two different human beings. (laughs) Um, And uh, if we want to get into semantics, the, um, the Pokemon is wearing his mother's skull. I have given you my definition of fun facts. You have The definition been... of a fun fact is a fact that sticks in your brain that you think, I'm going to repeat that later to my friends. Nope, you've been a, you've been a little squiggling worm. So I guess, I guess, you know, it's all out the window now. Okay. A group of cats is called a clouder and a group of kittens are called a Kindle. That's so cute. Wait, a Kindle? Why are they just... Okay, so like a group of unrelated kittens. Yeah, I know, a litter. Because of a group of related kittens is a litter, but, um, hmm. 
Fact-splaining. Put that down. I think the group of kittens being called a Kindle is cute. Both of them. What about both of them? Well, here's the thing. that A group of X animal is called Y goofy thing. It's not that interesting to me. We all know a group of crows is called a murder. We all know a group of unicorns is called a miracle. It's like... The format, the format of the facts isn't fun. It's just simple taxonomy. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's, here's, I want everyone to understand why I'm losing my mind. I was under the impression that fun facts had to have a fun little theme to them. Because that is what I had been, this is, this is what has been told to me. I am now... I've been gaslit. I want everyone to know I've been girl boss, gaslit, and the other thing I forgot, gate kept. <laughs> um, so, anyway. I am sorry that you feel gaslit, gate kept. No, no, no. Boss. See, that's not an apology. I'm you sorry said, that you feel that no, way. No, no, no. That's not an apology. I'm aware. Bastard. Okay. After the Norman invasion of England in 1066, the rulers of counties adopted the title Earl that the Anglo-Saxons used as the French-Norman word count sounded too similar to cunt. So the, so the reason that people are like the Earl of, of, of Gloucestershire or whatever mm-hmm. is because counts sounded too similar exactly. to cunt. Correct. That's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. Okay, cool. The origin of dog domestication is disputed, ranging between 10 to 20,000 years ago. They were the first animals to be domesticated and are great companions and friends. Okay, now that last part is not a fun fact. That last part is an opinion. I'm about to block you on everything. (laughs) I'm already blocked. You're banned, you're blocked, you're reported, you're wrong. Okay. I didn't say it was wrong, I said it was an opinion. It's Can not an opinion. repeat the facts for me with only the factual part. I mean, it's not an opinion. I told you, I triple, double, double, triple, cross-check this. It's a fact. They are good, they are great companions and friends. Hold a poll on whatever social media account you want. Ask the question, are they great companions and friends? And people answer yes, because it's a popular opinion. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. That's why they got domesticated in the first place. I just cannot believe you. I cannot believe you. Okay, here's a little fact I just made up right now. Cats are annoying and stupid. How's that? I just added to the list. What do you think of that fun fact? Ooh, I'm sorry, Taylor. Did you just ask me, do you have something against dogs? Is that what you asked me? No, I didn't. I didn't ask you that. Did you say, hey, nope. do you have something against dogs? Because I think you asked me if I had something against dogs. I don't What I'm care. hearing is I'm being asked if I have something against dogs. Your name's Brass. You got a freaking will. And if you had the lyrics to Beach Life and Death memorized like I do, you would know. 
that do you have something against dogs was Will's line. He said it. Mm-hmm. So technically, your Will in this situation. I didn't ask. I just didn't ask. I am not Will. And I'm the, she said was with this dog motif. I'm not Wilt Tostitos. Uh, okay, new uh, another fact. Dogs are better companions than cats. Okay, next fact. Margarine was invented as a cheaper alternative to butter for supplying the French army. Hmm. Hmm. This one's tricky. You know how the history of the agricultural industry gets me doomer black pills. However, doomer black pill subjects have never... That's a you never problem. never deterred me from naming a fact as fun. Mm-hmm. Here's another actual... So that, bring, that makes me remember, because when I was doing the research about dogs' domestication, um, dogs were domesticated before agriculture. Cats weren't domesticated until agriculture had happened. So um, if you hate agriculture, I don't know what to tell you, dude. That is a fun fact. That is a fun fact that keeps me going to the grocery store and buying my agriculture groceries every single day. I'm like, if not for these, we would not have cats. Dogs and are that's what keeps print. me going. That's what keeps me from going full amper. Dogs are in. Cats print. are what keeps me civilized. If it were not for cats, I would be off the grid. I would be like eating leaves. Yeah, I can barely oh, hear you. The your the boot. I can hear it. You're choking on it. <laughs> All right. Blue whales are so large, a human baby can call, crawl around in its veins. That's so cool. Yes. That's fun. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. You know I'm a repository of fun whale facts, but I didn't know that, that I didn't know the veins were that big. Right. Okay, so for the listeners, she really likes whales and she's biased for this fact. So that's it's still a cool fact. Right. I'm it's just saying fact. I'm just saying fun. I'm just saying let's, you know, let's recognize, let's decolonize, okay? Let's put in the work. I'm taking this fact and I'm I, I've taken it from you and I've placed it firmly in the box labeled fun. And now I'm closing the lid to mm-hmm. the fun box. I think this one is full. I'm locking it. I'm throwing away the key. I'm swallowing the key, actually. Mm-hmm. Um and it's made of like uh, it's made of some kind of material that will dissolve in my intestines. Mm-hmm. And now I'm taking the box, and I am. It's waterproof. Yeah. It's it's like pressure sealed. I'm going to put it at the bottom of the ocean so mm-hmm. that you cannot take that fact out. Yeah. We, we can have a new box for the new fun facts. I, I that f- one's sealed. Uh, for the listeners, how I feel right now, I feel like Mussolini when um, Hitler told him that he was. Possessed by the uh, reincarnation of the Aryan spirit. Uh, Mussolini said he was completely disoriented. Um, that's a fun fact. Not on the list, but that's just a little... Yeah, a... I didn't know that either. I don't know how to take that. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I've written... <laughs> I saw someone posted it somewhere, and everyone was just like, yeah, that's when he knew he was, like, fucked. That's when he knew it was over. 
Um, That's like uh, when I made friends with a girl at summer camp, and then she started trying to convert me from Catholicism to, like, whatever non-denominational fundamentalist thing she was in. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, uh, my mom says I gotta go home now. I, I, I know I'm at summer camp right now, but my mom says I gotta go home. My mm-hmm. dorm. All right, next one. Vichy France was not ordered by the Third Reich to build concentration camps for their Jewish citizens, but they did so anyway. A third of France's foreign Jewish population was sent to camps or drafted into the Forced Labor Corps. That's not a fun fact. Mm. Okay. Blind people reflexively smile, meaning smiling is inherently is in, is inherently tied to expressing happiness. That's cute. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. 100 gex is not very good. You take that slander out of your mouth. I said I triple double checked it. It's right here. Damn, really? Where are you getting your information? Snopes. Is that a peer-reviewed source? Snopes. Oh, come on. <laughs> Snopes. Yeah, Snopes said it. Snopes. Snopes fact-checked it. They were like, yes, Joe Biden did say that 100 gex was not very good. But uh, what you need to understand is that he was actually um, he was actually speaking in the context of um, the wide variety of issues facing the American working people today. So actually, if you think about it, it doesn't matter that Joe Biden said that. And that's why I didn't vote for Joe Biden. Whoa, guys. Because of his, his slander against... The gex. Eh, eh, eh. Brassica just got political. We're on the politopod now. You guys are listening to Chapo Trump House and <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. It's I, I just I just turn into a political maniac when um when you start attacking the things that I hold mm-hmm. dear. The things at the very top of my um my last FM um stats yeah you're things higher, that right? are so integral to my spirit uh-huh. um leave the gex out of this well all right so it's a fun one i guess oh oh no no it's not fun <laughs> all right the i'm doing the same thing with not fun with the the slander you just said, uh-huh. I'm actually putting it in the not facts box. You're just so biased. You're just like a freaking like you're like a freaking magapede QAnon. All right. Neotenous traits are short limbs, large heads and eyes, and small in stature. These traits determine the cuteness of an organism. Um, say it again, but slower. Neotenous traits are short limbs, large heads and eyes, and small in stature. These traits determine the cuteness of an organism. I feel like there's more to say about cuteness here that can make this fact even funner. Like, like um, babies have big eyes, and we evolved to like big eyes so that we would want to care for the babies. I feel like putting the cause and effect in there is like important to the funness of the fact. We need to workshop this fact. Maybe, if you're a dullard. I just, you know, the sentence starts with the word neotenous, and I'm kind of, like, already, ah, I just kind of, I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not sold yet. Got it. You start okay. out with, babies are cute, 
And the reason they're cute is that we evolved to find them cute. And now anything that looks like a baby, for example, has large eyes. Right. It turns on the, the you know, the ape brain that goes, that's a cute thing. Okay. Got it. So not fun, but potential. Yeah, that one needs to be workshopped. It has potential. In 1959, Russian scientist Dmitry Belyaev set up a program to domesticate foxes by only breeding the most tame of the group. Within a handful of generations, foxes were observed to exhibit tail wagging, mottled or patterned coats, and floppy ears. So he bred foxes into domesticated dogs? Uh, domesticated foxes? Sure, yeah. Foxes are dogs, right? They're canines. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good, good, good. All right. Utsi the Iceman is a mummy discovered in the Alps, dated to have lived during the Copper Age, which is 3400 BC or 3100 BC. He is the oldest human mummy in Europe and shows signs of blunt force trauma, revealing he was likely murdered. Bold of you to assume I didn't know about Utsi already. You're just... What did I say? This is the third time now. This is the third time. I can't help showing off my knowledge. I'm sorry. Guys, I apologize. My brain is just so enormous and sexy. (laughs) Guys, I apologize. I really do. Okay, this one's good. My brain is just so big, I can't help it. Yeah. Well, you can just say, oh, that is a fun fact that I have learned or something, you know? But but starting a sentence with bold of you to assume makes me feel like really cool for two seconds and then way too online. Mm-hmm. Got to see what I got to deal with. It. He does have to deal with a lot. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. We're freaking best friends. All right. In Russo's memoirs, he recounts getting an erection after being spanked by a countess and jerking off in public. In whose memoirs? Rousseau. Ah, Rousseau. Yeah, that's a fun fact. <laughs> it's always fun to find out your favorite philosophers were, like, horny on Maine. I, I left this out, but he also talks about getting molested by a Muslim when he was an adult. That's, you know. That less fun? That's, I mean, that would probably make the fact less fun, I think. But. The fact you initially presented was pretty fun. Yeah. All right. And the final fact. Whales are really big. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. It's fun. Nice. Can I tell a fun fact about whales to our listeners? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, I guess you can judge this one on whether it's fun or not. (gasps) But... If you've ever been to some kind of institution, like a museum, where they have a whale skeleton hanging there, and it's a real whale skeleton, the way that they produced that whale skeleton was that there was a beached whale, and the university or the museum claimed the whale, and they were like, we want that one, it's ours. And then they took the bones and had to clean them. But you cannot clean whale bones using, like, any kind of modern technology because they're just too oily. And the whale bones are very porous, and they imbibe all the oil that's in the whale. So what they do is they take the bones and they bury them under the ground and they 
pile cow manure on top of it and all the bacteria and microbes in the dirt eat the oil in the bones and they're small enough to like you know fit into all the nooks and crannies of the bones and they leave it there for uh several months up to a couple years and then they dig out the bones and wash them off and they're clean and pretty and ready to be articulated and put on display for your education so for just so everyone knows that is a fun that is a fun fact that's a cool fact um i've heard it i've heard it probably four or five times now uh which isn't bad it's a cool fact um i tell that story to everyone i meet right right yeah you tell to like cashiers you tell the people at the bus stop you tell to people um you know at funerals and stuff Um, they need to know (laughs) yeah um I what I want to ask is why like wh- you know I what's the what's a better word than like obsessed what's like um what fixated what's why the do you appeal like, to me why are you fixated on it so much I think that there's deep metaphorical symmetry involved yeah. in the story of these whales that are beached and killed on the ground and, and, and then put underground because if you think about it you go back to like evolution and you know like the fish grows legs and you know crawls out and begins to populate the land right and then you know there's dinosaurs and the meteor hits the dinosaurs and the mammals take over the earth and some of the mammals they're like hmm, i want to go back i'm getting and lost they go back into the ocean okay so we've got early mammals right uh-huh they go back into the ocean because they came out of the ocean. They're like, I don't want this anymore. I want to go back. And they go back into the ocean and they become marine mammals. And then the marine mammals can't come back onto land. The whales cannot come back onto land. They die because they've adjusted to life out in the ocean. And then they're buried in the land. And they haven't been there since they were like weird little dog thingies. And... Okay, there's like, they clean the bones by putting them in dirt. Uh And it's counterintuitive because you're like cleaning things. That's the opposite of dirt, but you put them in the dirt. And I was talking with someone on Discord about like metaphorical porousness and how like, the way we conceive of ourselves and our bodies is like separate from everything outside of us is an illusion. And actually we are the air we breathe and the food we take in and everything else. And we are just like a manifestation of elements of the earth coming together. And so whatever is outside us is also inside of us. And the whale bones are a microcosm of that because they imbibe the oil and then they imbibe the dirt and the bacteria and they're made pure it's about the illusion of purity hmm. okay i understand you know it. the illusion of purity uh the fact <laughs> no i mean uh, no actually um i'm a i'm a I'm a girl. We went to girl school and I learned that purity is an illusion. So I'm actually an expert in this. Yeah. Do you, what if they lied to you though? I don't know. About purity? I don't yeah. think they would do that. Oh, really? 
All right. Would someone go on the internet and just lie? <laughs> you think I would really do that? Wait, I was going to say something. Oh, oh. Um, if you, so it's related to the dirt clean thing. If you go camping mm -hmm. somewhere that has like not a lot of available water, um, and you cook something over a campfire to clean it, you put dirt or sand or whatever on it and then rub it around and it picks up all the, the, um, picks up all the oil and stuff. Oh, to clean your dishes? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there was something else I wanted to say. I feel like there was. I just, uh, let's see. Whales. Dirt. Hmm. No. No. Blanking. The ocean and the land are in this giant game of, like, throwing things over oh. the fence into each other's backyards. Wait, And I... the whale mm -hmm. is one of those things. Okay. Two things. Mm-hmm. Chthonic... Number one. Um, and also, I don't like that materialist, like, reduction of human beings. I don't like it. Okay, I know you don't, but it's important to me. And also, one day I'm going to write an entire book on this, and I, I cannot be expected to explain it in a simple podcast. Uh, all right, you just have fun. to trust that I'm correct about everything, and I've never been wrong. I, I'm not questioning you. I'm just saying it's, it's you know, we are stardust. It's the same thing. Oh, this is not we are stardust. It is. This Am is I... about... We are cheeseburger. It's not about we are stardust. We are cheeseburger and water and mud. No, that's exactly it. It's that you're told that... Is that you're told that, that that you are a cheeseburger, and then you're told don't eat cheeseburger because you don't want to be cheeseburger. But the fact is, the idea that you can pick and choose what parts of the world are going to constitute you is is a lie. Because you know we're all eating the same like uh, uh, glyphosate-treated corn, and we're all breathing the same polluted and toxic air, and we're all you know drinking the same tap water, and you can you know like buy bottled water, and you know only eat stuff from I don't know a, a local farm and whatever but it's still going to be an illusion because because you are still eating of the earth and it is the same earth that everyone else is farming from and everything is connected oh like the blue people in avatar got it are you just gonna keep making like no, no, 2012? No. This is so deep pop culture references out no. of everything I say. No, I'm... wow, this is just like we are Stardust. Wow, this is just like the blue people in Avatar. I'm just—I was just trying to understand it better because I—I didn't get what you were trying to say. Thank okay. You. Thank you. Let's see. What well, this we... is this is what it's about. Right. Purity is an illusion, because no matter what, you are still taking in from everywhere, everything, at all times. And there's no way to fully, like, cut yourself off from the world. You know, there's, there's like, microplastics in the water, and... Stop. Uh, Stop 5G, talking. These are, and, these are bad, though. 
and various, um, you know, various uh, infectious diseases that we won't name. Um, and these, we want to believe that we can cut ourselves off and not partake of it, but it's not possible. Waco, Waco Ridge, uh, Ruby Ridge, or no, Waco, Texas and Ruby Ridge. And you could also start a cult if you wanted to. Or a commune. I could start a cult? Mm -hmm. And remove like, yourself from the... Even if you... Okay, well, that's exactly what I'm saying. There's no point in becoming, like, you know, trying to isolate yourself. The, the Waco people and every commune is still farming the same earth that everybody else is farming. They are still drinking water from the same big universal water system that everybody else is drinking from. They're still getting, you know, bombarded by the same radiation we're getting bombarded by. Nobody's special enough to be exempt from that. Oh, I don't like that. It's a lot better than the alternative. What, making a cold? Which is thinking that you are special enough to be exempted from, you know, the poisons, the slings and arrows of, of um, 5G and microplastics. It's not about it's not about feeling special. It's more about, like, um, well, okay, so, you know, union strikers, why, why do they think they're so special that they should have higher wages? Hmm? This isn't about... It's the same sort of idea. You can demand things. You, you're allowed to, you know, request things. I don't really know what this is about. Hmm. This got to, uh, like I said, Aristotle and Plato's School of Athens, and it, it really did become that. Sorry, I get kind of Aristotle and Plato's School of Athens whenever I talk about this. No, it's okay. I have a it's, lot of thoughts. It's deeply, it's deeply personal to you. Also, you've thought a lot. It is a deeply lot. personal to me. And you have a lot of interesting uh, thoughts about it. And I don't want to. Okay, well, I don't. When wanna... my book on it comes out, mm -hmm. it will have the word whales in the title. That's how you know how to look for it. Dirty um, little whales. They're big whales. They're not little. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think a whale of any size is beautiful, but it's whatever. Did you know that they taxidermied a whale once? Did I you tell told you that? Me. You told me they had sex in the... Oh, fuck, we're podcasting. Go ahead, tell them. <laughs> yeah, okay, so there's, like, one taxidermied whale in the entire world, and it's in Sweden, and they used to have it, like, on display in this museum where the mouth was open, and you could go inside, and there was, like, a bench, and you could take a seat and hang out in the mouth of the whale, you know, be like the biblical Jonah. Um, you know, first recorded instance of whale war in history, and Hold then um, a couple came in and what? Uh, it it the whale is a big fish. Sorry, continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. The whale is a big fish. It says okay. in the Bible. It says it's a big fish. Continue. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I I personally believe it's the whale, and then um. And then a couple had sex in the in the mouth of the whale, and then they were like, "Oh, we gotta, we should, we should keep this mouth closed for display." And now you can no longer go and sit in the mouth of the whale. Do you guys know that? I just thought that was neat. Hey, that's like um, that's like life and death too. Think about that. Put that um, put that in your dirt and clean it. 
It's a binary. Taxidermy Just, is all about showing us that life and death are a false binary. Right. It's not like the real binary. Man and woman. <laughs> <laughs> like they showed us in the Da Vinci Code. The real mm -hmm. binary is uh, triangle and upside down triangle. Yeah. All right. Let's... We we did a solid... This is an hour and 25? That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's solid. We should talk about... um. We'll watch uh we'll watch Return of the King Monday if that's okay. Uh it's it's on internet archive. Um and you don't have to download it. You can just stream it. I'm cool it. with that. Okay, and then we we could talk about it next time. I understand it's not great and we can have a little Aristotle Plato School of Athens about it again. We could definitely do that. We could also have an Aristotle Plato School of Athens about all the ugly things that we compared Gollum to. Okay, I thought of a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you know what a platybelodon is? I've definitely heard that name. It's like a dinosaur. It's uh it's an elephant ancestor. It's got a big scoop mouth. <gasps> short ears. Oh yeah. So so um and also you've seen Land Before Time? No. No? I never saw the Land Before Time. Um okay. Well, there's a character so they're all dinosaurs. There's a character in it that's a baby stegosaurus named Spike that uh, look up a photo of him later, and it's got the same color scheme as Gollum. And I think if you put Spike and the Platybelodon together, you'd end up with the the Gollum from um, um, the Hobbit, nineteen eighty-seven. Just from like what shows up on Google Images, why do I feel like people have like drawn NSFW of this dinosaur? God damn, because he's got like bedroom eyes, probably. <laughs> that's so unsettling. Well, that's that's weird. That's what you mean. The joke is that he's like really slow and stupid and he loves eating and he doesn't say anything. Wow, and just like me. Oh, literally me, pizza Netflix. I love oh, The Office. I love The Office. I love Dwight. I love Pam. I love John Krasinski. I love Dwight. <laughs> I love um <laughs> Michael. Michael. I love Jan. Jan. I Oscar. love Oscar. I love the who's the black Creed. Guy? Creed. Um, I love Creed. Who's the black guy? I can't remember. Ooh. My knowledge of the office is spotty. Yikes. Yikes for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna think of his name later and be like, oh duh. Wait. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Anyway, yeah, we're this was, Thanks uh, for listening. Yeah, this should be fun. This should be a fun listen. Uh, everyone mm -hmm. that everyone that listened, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right.